Wow, that Celsius is delicious. It provides me essential energy, accelerates metabolism, and it burns body fat. Mm. Thanks, Celsius. <laughs> Unofficial show sponsor. Live fit. Hashtag. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast with your host, Kurt and Dylan. And we're back today with... What are we, we're going to revisit a topic that we started on or that we touched on before the season started. But now that we're a few races in, I think we're probably a bit, little bit better suited to go in and actually see where we are wrong, where we are right. And um, now that we got to see the rookies on track, we can add a, a value for them and switch it up a little bit with a new value as well. And because there's nothing else in Formula One going on to talk about. This, is, this break has been... Super quiet. It's like all of Formula One, like everybody that has anything to do with the sport has gone on vacation, which is normally not the case. Normally yeah, you've got I, something popping off. I saw Charles Leclerc's back in Monaco hanging out, like I don't know, buying yachts, whatever you do in Monaco. Like <laughs> Lewis Hamilton's probably back in Antarctica skiing. Like there's just nothing. No, happening. he was he was somewhere by a beach. Somebody posted a video. He's driving. The guy posted the video. was driving down the street, and Lewis is going for a run, and he stops. He's like, Lewis, Lewis. <laughs> and Lewis looks at him and, like, waves and keeps running. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's he's like, bro, I'm just trying to exercise here. Except for at McLaren's garage, which we don't have an inside look at, but I'm sure that hasn't stopped working yet. Yep. Well, there's, this is the race where they're supposed to be coming yep. with their upgrades. So Supposedly. we'll see if they actually bring anything meaningful and turn that car around. Hopefully got my, still got my McLaren hat on. I'm still hoping that I'll be able to turn it around and proudly fly the McLaren flag one day. Yeah. I wonder if it's hard being Lando when he gets off work, goes and hops in his McLaren 720. He's like, this drives better than my F1 car. <laughs> Zach, can I just drive this please? <laughs> can we just put this on the track? So today we're going to get into going over our uh, team driver lineup rankings. So if you were listening to that podcast before, or if not, this is uh, where we look at each driver um, and we rank them on three categories. So we rank them on driver experience. So basically how long they've been in F1 uh, racecraft. So how technically proficient they are um, at racing. And then we look at them at chances of drama. So this is between the teammates. What are the chances that they're going to have some sort of conflict that is going to be, you know, cause an adverse reaction for the team or an adverse effect on the team? Um, but we've also went and added one more uh, topic or one more criteria for this one. And that's going to be basically team dynamics. So how do the teams work as a whole, not just the drivers, but strategists, um, principals, all of it? How does the team actually work together? So we've added that one on, and I think we're going to have some pretty interesting results. I know a few of mine have changed. What about yours, Dylan? A few of mine, a little bit here and there. The team dynamic definitely kind of sent some of my results in a totally different direction, which I'm kind of surprised about. Yep. Um, yep. It, it definitely adds a whole nother ranking system to it. So, yeah. Otherwise, like, I mean, my driver experience in racecraft largely stayed the same. I think I have a few changes, but drama, team dynamic, that's that's kind of the, the big changes. All right. Well, before we get into that, I do want to give a huge shout out to all of the new listeners. Uh, the downloads have been going crazy over the past couple of weeks. So if you're new here, thank you for listening and make sure if you get a chance to go and leave a rating, leave a review because it really helps out push us up the list and get in front of more people. Um, but yeah, just thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast. So without further ado, I say we go ahead and get into this. Um, let's do it. I say we start, let's go reverse constructors, uh, standing. So do you start remember down, what the constructors uh, last year were? And then are you able to put them in reverse order? La I'm just going to go with them. Currently. Williams was last or with, okay. Current ones. Okay. Yeah. So does that mean That's we start cool. with Ferrari? <laughs> boom roasted oh god <laughs> all right so let's start this off and we'll go reverse constructors standings so that puts us right now at williams and alpha tower tied for one point i don't know why i thought it was alpha tower like solidly at the bottom with uh williams ahead of them but whatever yeah i mean I don't think I changed this at all. 
from oh, Williams pre-service. Yeah, I mean, Sergeant, I've got one, one, negative one for one for driver experience and racecraft because he's a rookie. Um, and then negative one for drama because I don't see him making waves. Right. Um, Albon, I've got two, two, negative one. Albon's like the guy I think that you could like punch and he'd be like, well, that wasn't very nice. And that's all that would happen. <laughs> I don't see him ever going above a negative one on drama. Like, uh, yeah, I don't either. He's probably like the nicest guy in Formula One. He's he's almost smiling as often as Danny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I, so um, on mine, I did the same. Uh, Sergeant, I have ranked as one, which is the lowest for experience. Obviously, he's a brand new rookie. He's got three races in Formula One. Um, one for racecraft, negative one for chances of drama. Um, Al- Albon, I put at a two for experience. Um, he could potentially go up to a three, maybe. But I did move his racecraft up to a three. I think Albon's been doing pretty well, you know, for what he's been driving. I mean, the Williams isn't the best car. It's not the worst car either, but I think he's been doing pretty well. So I moved him up to a three on racecraft. And then, like you said, zero chance of him causing any waves. So I put him at a negative one for the the team drama there. I've got him at a two for driver experience and also a two for racecraft. Um, and then yeah, the negative one he's, he's been doing all right. I think that the Williams has more, I think that Williams has more in it than those drivers are extracting. Um, I think we saw glimpses of it at Saudi Corniche when, you know, Sargent set that blistering uh, time in Q1 of qualifying right. that ended up getting deleted, but that would have had him in a Q3. Um, the, the Williams is fast in the straightaways, um, but then you just get Albon <laughs> blitzing it straight through the gravel and into a wall. Like, <laughs> I think that I actually, so for the, the team dynamic, I put Williams at a three out of five. I think that they've had some issues, but they are definitely tracking in a positive direction. I, I think we're going to get into some of these other teams. I think are regressing. Um, I see good things out of Williams and this is all during turmoil of who in the world is the team principal. I don't, I don't even right, like, yeah. half the stuff going on in the background is pure craziness for that, for the car to be progressing in such a good way. And I just don't think the drivers are extracting it. So I've got him at a two still. And that puts my yeah, entire Williams uh, rating at seven total points. Okay, cool. Well, I got an eight on mine, but yeah, same. It's, I think there's a lot more in that car. And like you said, we see glimpses of it. The one thing that gets to me, or the one thing that I'm surprised of is Sargent, because he's got moments, like you said, where you see that he's got some pace. But I think he's just, he, he, I think he gets flustered too quick because you saw like in the one where he crashed or where he got that lap time deleted in Jetta. Mm-hmm. And then he just could not put a lap together after that. And so I think he just needs to get out of his own way. And once he can do that, he'll be performing a lot better. Yeah, I totally agree. He's being a total rookie. And I mean, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like he's just got to learn how to drive. You know, he's coming from F2 with an engine that's got 200 horsepower to a thousand horsepower, you know, go-kart, like kind (laughs) of, you know, got to, got to give him some time there. So I don't mean it as a dig. It's just, he's got to learn. Um, yep. So yeah, Alpha Tower. All right. Well, let's, Let's move on to last season's biggest disappointment and current 2023 big disappointment, Alpha Tauri. This is a, what, what's funny to me. I was thinking about this is you basically have Red Bulls bookending the entire grid. Yeah. You've got the Red Bull proper team, who's clear number one in every way. And you've got Alpha Tauri, who's basically clearly the worst in almost every way. And it's it's shocking to me that they can come from the same family and be so bad. Yeah, there's. I don't think you can wonder if Alpha Tauri is stealing parts from Red Bull and getting any extra boost because I think the past two years have proven that that's clearly not happening or they're just really yeah. bad at stealing the right parts, maybe. <laughs> All right, but. so I'll start this off. Um, so for Sonoda, I actually changed all of my rankings on Sonoda. Really? If you remember when we did this last time, I think both of us basically, I know I did, I said for sure, but I thought Sonoda was going to completely shit the bed this year. Actually, in the preseason prediction podcast, he's the one I predicted would be losing his seat potentially at the end of the year. 
And I thought DeVries was going to come in and just wipe the floor with Sonoda. But that has not been the case. Sonoda has stepped it up in a big way this year, to the point where you're starting to hear rumors or murmurs of him potentially being slotted to take Checo's seat one day. But I'm not going to get that far. I I wouldn't say that just yet. Um, But for Sonoda, I did. I raised him up on both experience. I put him up to a two. Um, You know, he's on, what, his third year, I think, now? Yes. Um, In Formula One, so I think that's warranted. And then I put his race craft up from a two to a three. Um, I I just, I think he's really been putting it together this year. Um, So I I moved him up on that. And then his chance of drama, I had him ranked, I'm pretty sure, as a three before, so kind of high because he was a hothead. Um, But now I I don't see it. I, I feel like he's definitely coming into his own. And I think when Pierre left the team, it made him kind of mature and step yes. it up. And I think he's filling those shoes pretty well. So I dropped him down to a negative two on that. Um, yeah. And then DeVries, I left him right where he's at. He's a rookie. He, so I gave him one for experience, one for racecraft. I don't think DeVries has done anything in that car this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a negative one. I don't think he's going to cause any waves, but he's just complete just not performing in that car this year. He did really well in that one race last year in the Williams, but now it's just like completely gone. And I don't know if that's the car or him, but I'm going to say it's him because, you know, Yuki's getting points at least. Yeah, I'm, I actually didn't change my AlphaTauri rankings at all. I had Sonoda at two in racecraft or two in experience, two in racecraft. I had him at negative two in um, drama. And I, I left him there. Yeah. He's been in for three years. He's, a, he's got some experience. His racecraft is his is a consistency issue. Um, mm-hmm. which I think shows a lack of experience and maturity. I do think he has stepped it up. His racecraft has improved this year, but not to the point of being a solid number one driver, not to the point of, um, guaranteeing anything. um, and I'll, I'll talk DeVries. I've got one, one, negative one, no change. Um, and yeah, we both thought that DeVries was going to come in formula E world champion. We really thought that that was going to play a factor in him having, you know, experience in the driver's seat. And, you know, he was even saying how badly he didn't want to be considered a rookie coming into this year. And then he's performed the way he has, which has been as a rookie. Yeah. Like he looks just like a rookie. And if we line him up next to Sergeant, he's doing about the same and I'm not bad mouthing Sergeant at all, but there are some waves with him coming in and he's definitely not living up to the hype. Um, so, and, and to take that one step further for the team dynamic rate ranking, I put alpha Tauri as a two. Um, I think that they've borderline regressed. If you look at time sheets, Compared to last year, they have improved very slightly, but I'm just not seeing that plan put together for them to be competing. They seem just right to be at the back of the pack. The car doesn't seem to be super awesome. I don't know if that is playing into the Sonoda and DeVries issues with them not doing super awesome. You're right. Sonoda has scored some port points, but I think he's been P10. Um, yeah, he has one point. He has one point. So it's the whole thing's not looking great. Alpha Tauri's, uh, total points across the board for me is five. I have them at six just because of how I changed. You bumped uh, up Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. Yeah. And for Sonoda, he is a hothead, but it's very much an internalized hothead. He doesn't, I haven't really seen him and him and Pierre were great friends, but he never really lashed out outside of the car, right? In the car, he's called people stupid and dropped F-bombs every other word. But like, <laughs> it seems that you said it in this first podcast, like he's that kid that came from Japan and learned English and learned all of the cuss words first. And they just stayed a <laughs> yep. part of his, like, he's just kind of hot tempered, but I don't see that materializing into, you know, vengeful actions at a teammate or anything like that so right yeah well all right well let's move on to alpha romeo they have scored six points so far this year probably one of the i thought they were going to be doing a lot better before the season started i thought they were going to come out a lot stronger than they did i mean you got Bottas with four points total and you got joe guan yu with two points um, they're just and not this time last well. year they had like twenty. 
Like Botas was racking up yeah. points in the beginning of last year. Yeah, he. I had him slotted. He was supposed to be on the podium in Australia, according to yeah. my prediction, and I lost that point on that. So thanks a lot, Valtteri. <laughs> All right, I so. Do. Your mullet Let's is see, awesome, and that brings you back up a little bit, but, you know, you got to score some points still. I want to see that glorious mullet yep. on a podium flowing in the wind covered in champagne. That's where it needs to be. <laughs> All right, so for Joe Guanyu, I put him at a one for experience. He's still pretty new to Formula One. Um, got him at a three. I moved him up one point for Racecraft. Um, I was on the fence. I was like two and a half, but I can't do a half point, so I just bumped him up to a three. Um, and then a negative one, he's not going to cause any drama. And then no. Bottas five for experience. He's been in formula one a long time, 10 plus years at this point. Um, a four for a racecraft, which debated on moving him down. Um, but I thought about everything he's done in the past. He's had some pretty good, you know, drives when he was with Mercedes. So I left him at a four and then negative two. I don't think he's going to cause too much drama. And the team as a whole, like I was saying before this started, I haven't seen them. They haven't really showed alfa romeo because they're just kind of in no man's land so i don't know like much of what they're doing during the races so for the team dynamic i put them at a two for 12 points overall yeah i'm kind of similar i've got guajan joe guan Yu at two in experience two in racecraft negative one in in drama um he's still pretty new i think he's what been in the season this is his third year same as uh second year right is this his second year? You're right. This is his second yeah. year. So he's a two. Racecraft, I put him at a two just because I don't really, he's not doing anything stellar. Uh, you know, Botas, I've got at a four for experience. He probably should be a five. I really, I kind of forget that he's been in the sport as long as he has, um, but I'm not changing it. I put him at a three for Racecraft because I, I he's not doing anything. Like it's not, it's not like he's Lando Norrising it where he's taking a hot, dog shit car and still somehow getting it up into Q3, right? It's just not, I don't see the crazy race craft to, to make a car go beyond its limits. I put them at a negative two for drama and same thing. I put the whole team dynamic at a two. So that gives me, gives Alfa Romeo 10 points overall for me. Oh, okay. we got a little bit of a discrepancy on that one by two points on from Alfa Romeo to the American team, Ish. Haas, who has scored seven points this year. Um, we've got Kevin Magnuson with one point on the board. And we've got old Nico Hulkenberg sitting at six points this year so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I might. I, 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 I'm going to stand by what I said originally, that I think K-Mag will come out on top points-wise. Okay. Because he's willing to dive bomb it in. And I don't, Hulk is nice and steady. He's already, you know, in three races, he scored more points. But in a car that's typically not going to score points, I think the dude that's willing to dive bomb it <laughs> is going to have greater chances of getting points here and there. Um, so you think K Mag's just going to risk it one day and somehow stick it, risk up it in like for the P6? Yeah. Yep. I can it for see the that. Biscuit. So I've got Magnuson at a three in experience, three in racecraft, and negative three in drama. The Viking does have a history of ripping <laughs> doors off, and uh, that he does. That he, he seems to have matured, though. Maybe you know, being a father has taken some of that flame out. We'll see. He did. He's, uh, he's calmed down a little bit, I think. A little bit, not a lot. A little bit, though. Hulkenberg, I've got a four at experience. The dude's been around for like twenty years, off and on. That's not true. It's more like 10, but he's been around <laughs> super sub. Um, I've, I've got him at a two at racecraft. He's, I should probably have bumped that up to a three. Actually, I didn't change it from last time. So that should probably be a three, but you know, it's nothing crazy. I got him at a negative two at experience and team dynamic. I have a three. I you think have a that, negative uh, two for team drama. You mean team drama, Next. negative two. Yeah. Sorry. Well, for those, I put Magnuson at a three for experience. I got him at a two for racecraft and a negative four, which is better because I had him at negative five last you time. hundred percent chance of drama. But like you said, I think he's matured slightly. So I put him at a negative four this time. 
And then Hulkenberg's experience is a four. Like you said, he's been around for a hot minute. I do have his race craft at a three um, and a negative three for chance of drama. I still, you know, I, I would hope that he's going to be a little bit more aggressive. But like you said, he's kind of just like consistent in there. And so I don't, I don't know. He's probably not going to make too many waves. And then I put the team at a two for a total of seven points for Haas. I've got Haas somehow at 10 points. I think it's all the driver experience is really throwing it up there. All right. Well, moving on from America, we're going to go to France with Alpine. Alpine. So Alpine has a total of eight points so far this year. Uh, as everybody probably recalls, they scored zero points in Australia. Um, we have Pierre Gasly with four points total and Esteban Ocon also at four points. So, Alpine, I have Pierre Gasly at a three for experience, because he's been around for a little bit now, um, a three for racecraft, and a negative four, because, again, I think that these boys are going to go at it at some point. We've already seen a little bit, even though Esteban, o Esteban Ocon said everything was cool after Australia, I don't think Everything is. is not cool. I don't think everything's cool. <laughs> And then Ocon, I have him at a three for experience. He's been around for a bit. Um, a two for racecraft. I just, I'm not the biggest Esteban Ocon fan. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's the best driver. And a negative four for the drama because, again, these guys are going to come to blows at some point. Probably when Pierre's points drop off. Um, and I put the team at a, a three. Again, this is another one of those teams, like, I don't see them. You, you don't see them during the race because they're just kind of it's them and Alfa Romeo just kind of not really doing much. Um, but I did put them at a three for a total of six points overall for Alpine, which is the lowest of any of the ones that we've done so far for me. Yeah, so we're pretty much spot on. Gasly, I've got at three for experience, three for racecraft. I've got him at a negative five for drama. It's coming. <laughs> it is absolutely coming. Ocon, I've got a three and a three and a negative four. Um, and the only reason he's a negative four is because I think Gasly is going to be the spark and Ocon's going to react. <laughs> so, and I got the see. team overall at three. Alpine's quick. Um, Otmar is not necessarily my favorite team principal. He's way too like go with the flow. Um, I don't see like that burning passion. I'm sure it's there. I just don't see it. I, mm -hmm. You know, the car is fast, but it's, I keep on thinking about what uh, Fernando Alonso said, where a lot of teams in the rest of the field are just trying to be best of the rest. And I feel like that highlights Alpine in particular, not just because he was there, but that's, that's the feeling I get from Alpine. They really want to be the best of the rest. There's yeah. no plan to be competing with Red Bull. Um, and I have total points at six as well, which is almost as low as Alpha Tower, yeah. largely because of the drama coming. So it's like, I think that kind of skews the number a wee bit because I don't think they're that bad of a team. I just think that the drama is, is on its way. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, what's the name? Um, Gasly definitely made the right move by leaving Alpha Tower to yeah. go to Alpine, but they just got to step it up. All right, so yeah. on from there, we've got my biggest disappointment of the year, which is McLaren. They've been able to eke out 12 points so far in a complete garbage can of a car. But apparently they've got some some uh, some upgrades coming this coming week so or next race, so hopefully that'll fix those guys a little bit. Um, but with them, let's see, we have uh, Lando Norris has eight points for the season, and Oscar Piastri has four. So they are in a solid P5 in the constructors, right in the middle. Um, let's see. What did you get for Which, those guys? So for Norris, I've got him at a Ford experience and a four at Racecraft. Um, and I've got him at a negative one at um, Chance for Drama. Like I think Norris is a phenomenal racer that doesn't bring a whole lot of baggage. Um, he performs consistently. Uh you know, the only thing that's really dinged him this year is that he busted his suspension in quality and at Saudi, um, just got a little greedy, which everyone was like, wow, that never happens. Like, yeah, that's not like him, which I think says a lot to his racecraft. Piastri, he's a rookie. Um, I've got him as a one 
for uh, driver experience. I've got them at a two at Racecraft, though. Um, other than having a Windows update mid-race, uh, he's really been... He's he, he may not be absolutely crushing it, but he's living up to the hype much more so than DeVries. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Much more so than DeVries. And we said in the beginning when we were talking about like who's going to be... Um, you know, the, the rookie of the year, we both said it's PhDs to lose. Yeah. Um, and right now I think he's, he's securing it. He he's doing really well. So I bumped him up in racecraft, and then I've got him at a negative one in drama. I don't see him trying to make waves <laughs> this year. Like I think he's <laughs> just going to be happy to be in the car and doing well. So, um, yeah, that's where I've got my two drivers. So I actually, I mean, we know I'm a huge Lando Norris fan. I have him at a three for experience and a three for racecraft, which is a little bit lower than you did. And the only reason is I, I think he's a, a really good driver, but I was looking at some of the other drivers that I have at four that have got a ton more experience and more yeah. accolades to their name. So I, I left him at a three. Um, I definitely think that he could be a four, especially once he's able to compete with some other cars and we get to see more wheel to wheel racing with him. Um, but I have him at a three for the first two, a negative two for drama and Piastri. I'm the same as you one for experience. You can't really debate that two for racecraft, which is higher than I had him before and negative one for drama. So in the team, I, the team dynamic, I put it at a two and I just, yeah, think I, that they just don't look, I don't know, Alpine, they came out or I'm sorry, McLaren came out even at their launch and said that they were having some issues. So they noticed it and they identified it, but still it just. I don't know the whole Zach Brown thing. Like I'm kind of over that. I'm glad they're allowing the team principal to be the team principal now. Yeah. And hopefully he'll write that ship, but I still have them ranked pretty low on the team dynamic at a two right now. I really waffled between two and three on this one. And I ended on three for a couple of reasons. One, I totally agree. The whole Zach Brown thing, the, how bad the car is, the, the messaging hasn't been great, but I'm seeing them do things to improve it all. They are, you know, pulling Zach Brown. They fired the technical director. They're bringing on the board. They're having the team principal do team principal things and step in more and remove Zach Brown from the equation a little bit. Um, they've been saying from the get-go, they have huge upgrades coming for Baku. We'll, we'll see what those are, but I'm at least seeing the rhetoric um, of the potential to be better. Um I see them making more moves and maybe that's just because they get a little bit more press than the other teams do. But to me, it seems like they're trying. If I look back at uh, Alfa Romeo, I'm not really seeing them make any changes to get up and ahead. Um, right. I I'm seeing that more at McLaren. And so for those reasons, I put it at three, which puts total points for McLaren at 12. Oh, I've got them at eight total points. Yeah. I'm I'm a little disappointed with McLaren. Okay, so I'm a little salty right now. All right, moving up from McLaren, we've got the Scuderia coming in P4 right now with only 26 points. Do you know how many points they had last year at this time? How many? Last year, I, 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 it was 120 plus points. I, I don't know the exact number. Um, But if you remember last time this year, there was talks of potentially Charles Leclerc, maybe taking it all the way and winning the championship. Um, and now they've got 26 points total. total. Not even Charlotte players tied with, Ke uh, with uh, Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> Jeez, that is terrible. We got Carlos Sainz right now with 20 of their 26 points and Charlotte Claire just drowning with six points. Drowning oh. in his sorrows. I feel so bad for Charlotte Claire. And I, yeah. I will, I'll go. I was thinking about this yesterday. Just a, a random shower thought. Charlotte Claire, I want to go ahead and call it now, is going to move to Aston Martin. And that's where he'll win a championship one day. I'm I not going to debate that it. call. I feel I, it. I wouldn't. I, I, yeah. If I'm <laughs> Leclerc, I'm seriously considering it. And that's the only place yeah. you have to go. Exactly. Yeah. As long as Aston Martin, which by all accounts is going to continue to keep rising, I could see him going there when, uh, when Fernando leaves and finally getting a championship. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, uh, that's the, it's a hard thing about, 
this sport is you might may be one of the best drivers on the field. And if you make some wrong moves to the wrong teams, Danny Rick, um, you know, (laughs) that might be your one chance. So yeah. Uh, go ahead and lead it off. What do you got for Leclerc? All right. So Leclerc, I put him driver experience at a three, you know, he's been here for a few seasons now. Um, 20, what? 18, 17 when he came into the sport? 17. Somewhere around around there. Six years, I think. So he's been here for a hot minute at this point. Um, Racecraft, I put him at a three. I just, I I don't know. He's he's got moments. I just don't think that he's solidly and consistently there. He's done a lot of dumb things. Um, I think a lot of it comes out of frustration, honestly. Um, But I, I have him at a three right now. And then Chance of Drama, I have him at a negative three. Um, kind of right in the middle on that one. Carlos Sainz, he's been here a little bit longer, so experience is a four. Racecraft is also a three. I'm not the biggest Carlos Sainz fan, honestly. And Chance of Drama, negative four. And I have him there because of that last year during Silverstone when he disobeyed team orders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he smells a chance of potentially getting a podium or a victory, he's going to do what he has to do and disobey. Yeah. I'm I'm slightly different. I've got Leclerc at a four on experience. I've got Leclerc at four on a racecraft. Leclerc's got talent uh, through and through. Um, the mistakes he has made, I agree, are are probably from frustration. Um, I I'm not the biggest Leclerc fan, but if I'm comparing him to Carlos Sainz, uh, he he's killing it in comparison, even though the points say differently. Like, I, I don't think there's anyone that would argue that Leclerc is doing better than signs if he could just finish a race. Right. Yeah. And I've got him at a negative two on drama. Um, I, and because our, our drama criteria is between drivers, Leclerc might, I just, if he's in the same car with the same reliability and finishing, I don't see him really competing with or signs really competing with him all that much or him. Right. We saw at, uh, 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 Australia, like Leclerc was behind signs. He was complaining about not getting to pass signs, but he didn't do anything about it. Like, so I kept him kind of low. Signs I put at four at experience. I put him at three at driver racecraft. Um, again, in comparison to Leclerc, I don't think he competes. And I've got him at a negative two on drama as well. Um, and there's. Uh, let me unpack it a little bit. There's definitely, I think a higher chance for drama, but I don't think the team's going to allow it to happen. We've seen them dive, you know, as soon as they get next to each other, they pull one driver into the pits or something. Um, yep. I just don't see the team letting the drama out. Um, I think Leclerc is a, a way better driver. And I think that everyone's clear on that because we're the ones saying Leclerc is going to leave. Leclerc is going to move. Leclerc is better than that car. Like no one's saying the same things about signs. I actually think signs is in the best car he can possibly be in for the foreseeable Mm -hmm. future. Um, I wouldn't be looking to make a move if I was Carlos. No, Um, he's not going anywhere. Team dynamic. I've got at a one. They're the worst team dynamic <laughs> if, for all of the reasons we beat up constantly. Like it's just not good over there. It's terrible over there. And, it, and so it's that's almost, 12 points overall, which has them tied with McLaren for me, which says a lot. Yep. It, it, it makes you think about uh, Mattia Bonato and like they got rid of him and things didn't get better. And, uh, there's no change honestly like you can't even tell that anything changed and i know you're not going to have changes overnight especially in an organization like that but i haven't even seen any kind of incremental increases whatsoever no. so no. fred there are, you, definitely got his work cut out for him like you said i mean they had 120 points at this point last year they have 26 right now like yeah. not good all right moving on from ferrari p3 Mercedes with 56 points on the year. Um, you know, all accounts doing pretty well compared to the tone that everybody in the Mercedes camp had at the beginning of the season. Uh, we got George Russell with 18 points and we got Lewis Hamilton with 38 points on the season. Yeah. A lot of that comes from Char- or George not finishing the last race, but you know, that's formula one. All right. So what do you got for the Mercedes boys? Lewis, Five on experience, five on experience or on racecraft. I don't think there's yeah. 
much argument there. I did bump up chance for drama on him, though. I bumped him up to a negative two. We saw it at Australia when Russell was out front <laughs> managing his tires and Lewis was hunting him down. Yep. You just heard the panic in George Russell's voice. <laughs> I don't think that there's going to be like a boiling point and like fists thrown at any, you know, but Lewis isn't laying down and dying either. Right. Um, Russell, I've got a three at driver experience. Um, he's been in the sport for four or five years. Um, I've got him at a four at racecraft. I think George Russell has got for the amount of experience he has. Uh, I think that we could have a conversation about whether Russell or Leclerc will be a future world drivers championship champion. Yes. Um, he's got a ton of talent. Um, his, his complaining about regulations and whatnot drives me insane, but he has a good demeanor (laughs) and is a good team player and not like the Botas team player, but like, you know, I think that he is willing to accept team orders from time to time to give the team the best results possible. Um, I do have him at a negative three though, for drama largely because of the absolute panic in his voice from Australia. I would have been really excited to see Lewis get up next beside Russell and see what happens. Um, Oh yeah. And then for the team as a whole, I've got it as a four. It's hard to argue. Mercedes is like trucking on ahead. I think that, the only reason they're not a five is they made a bad decision on sticking with the car layout in hindsight's 2020. And they're trying to fix that now. But I think there's a little drama around that, but Mercedes for all intents and purposes is going to be competing with Aston Martin for P2. People hate it when you talk good about Mercedes <laughs> from that uh, one post that I put on TikTok and Instagram about you talking about Mercedes and how they're good at developing cars. People absolutely either hate it or they love it. (laughs) And I love watching the comments on those. It's so hilarious. Mercedes is, and I've said it before, but they're the definition of you either die the hero or live long enough to see that yourselves become the bad guy. Yep. And that is what they embody. Um, And it's entertaining to watch right now. Yeah, I agree, though. As a team, like you cannot, you cannot debate the fact that they are like, solely they're they're completely focused on driving that team forwards they they're a well-oiled machine i think that you really have to consider or you have to be worried about them whenever they get their a focus like that on something they're gonna come back i don't see this happening for or this lasting for too long um but for me i have obviously hamilton five for racecraft five for experience not really debatable um drama negative two and then Russell, three for experience. I put him at a four for racecraft. I think you said the same as well. Um, I actually moved him up since uh, since the last time we did this. And chance for drama for him, I made it uh, negative three, where it was a negative two before. So we're identical. Yeah, I could see, just like you, I could see those guys getting after it. And also, team dynamic, I put as a four for the same reasons that you said. Very nice. All right. Aston, Aston Martin. Martin, the biggest surprise. The biggest change probably from when we did this before. Aston Martin, P2, 65 points overall. You've got um, uh, Lance Stroll coming in with 20 points on the season. And you got Fernando Alonso, 45 points. Three podiums, three for three, in third place. Living his best life. (laughs) Oh, my God. That guy is so happy right now. So... I got to scroll down because last time I had them ranked so low. Yeah, they're the bottom for me. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Aston Martin, Alonzo, five for experience. That, again, is undebatable. This guy is. He's been in in since 2001. (laughs) (laughs) The only person to be through three different, three or four different engines. Three three different engines. Um, Anyways, so five for experience. I got him at a five for race craft. Yeah. And a negative three for drama, which is actually better. I bumped him because I had him at negative four before. Uh, I just see that he's just he's got in his contract from Lawrence that he's not allowed to get mad at Lance. (laughs) (laughs) And for them to really have an issue, I think Lance would have to be there with him. And Lance is he's doing well, but he's not on Alonzo's level. So no Um, stroll. I put him at a three for experience. He's been racing for a while now. Um, A three for racecraft, which is better. I had him at a two. 
Um, but after everything he's done, like coming back from the injuries and still putting in, you know, decent position or de- decent lap times nope. and decent results. I got nope. it at three. I'm coming around, man. I'm not nope. a Lance. I don't have a Lance hat on just yet. But I, I we will shut up. this podcast down <laughs> if you turn up with a Lance Stroll hat on. Change the name to Formula Canada or something. Dude, Absolutely Lance, not. Lance Stroll is the greatest driver in Formula One. Not up in here. <laughs> That's another one that gets people because we got that other video on Instagram and, and TikTok talking about my unpopular opinion, opinion that he wasn't the worst driver. And same way, people are like, oh, he's terrible and and then you get the camp that's like oh quit talking all about lance quit all the lance hate and it's just funny to see him go back and forth he also polarizes people it's like lance stroll and lewis hamilton sucks (laughs) oh and i put him at a negative four i had him at a negative five for chance of drama but i bumped him down just a little bit and negative four and team dynamic a solid five out of five on that one i think that team is just firing on all cylinders right now with Mike Crack at the helm. Um, anyway. Oh, Mike Crack. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm pretty close on yours. Alonzo, five for driver experience. I got him at a five from Racecraft. I had him at a four, bumped him up one. I've got him at a negative two for drama. I had him at a negative four. I've dropped him down t- two points on Ooh. that. Because Alonzo's living his best life. What is there to have drama about? Yeah, like, he has nothing to worry about right now. Um, Except for Carlos got, Sainz. Except for <laughs> and and Stroll, who also hit him inside. That's that's true. <laughs> you know, um, Stroll three for experience, two for racecraft. Speaking of hitting your teammate on a track, um, <laughs> I agree with you that he is not that bad when nobody else is around him. But the dude <laughs> makes the dumbest mistakes the most consistently across the board. Maybe you're not looking at it the right way. Um, let's, let's Maybe go on you're not looking here. at it the right way. Maybe that's his strategy, okay? Maybe he <laughs> wants, kind of like Dale Earnhardt, the intimidator, people would see Dale in their mirrors, and they'd be like, oh, crap, I better get out the way. You see Lance Stroll in your mirrors, you're like, oh, I better move, because something's about to happen. No, because so that was Max Verstappen. Early Red Bull, Max Verstappen that's was true. the intimidator. That's true. Everybody, even Lewis Hamilton in a far superior car was like, oh, shit, that's Max behind me. Or, oh, shit, Max is in front of me. Like, where is Max? Lance Stroll, (laughs) you just, it's. I like how he's Lance's equal opportunity. He could be getting lapped and it's still (laughs) 50-50 whether or not you're going to survive this. (laughs) But it's not from him trying to intimidate. It's from him just being a dumbass. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think that Lawrence Stroll is ever going to sponsor us. But anyway, moving on. Uh, I've got Lance at a negative three, which was no change from previously on t- transfer drama. And it's totally because he's just going to do something stupid. And then team dynamic five. Yep. Boom. All right. And the number one. Red Bull Racing, 123 points. These guys are almost double of the P2 of Aston Martin. You've got Max Verstappen with 69 points, more than Ferrari has, and Sergio Perez with 54 points. More than everybody other than uh, Aston Martin. Yep. I mean, this one's pretty easy across the board. Yeah. Red Bull, Max Verstappen, five for experience. I bumped him up. He's, I, I think that his race craft and his results, even though he hasn't been in as long as some other people like Lewis or, you know, Fernando, I bumped him up to a five. Racecraft, a five. Drama, chance of drama. This one, I, I, I have him at a negative four. I did have him at a negative five preseason because of uh, Brazil last year, I think it was. Um, but I bumped him up, or I bumped him down to a negative four for this one. Uh, Perez, experience of five. He's been in Formula One for a long time. Uh, Racecraft of four, which is better than I had him before. We yep. talked about it. I think Perez has definitely come into his own this season. Yep. I think he's got more of that killer instinct, and I think he really, really wants to fight for a championship. Don't know if it's going to happen, but I put him up to a four, and I moved him to a negative three on drama. 
had him at a negative two. So I moved him to a negative three because I think he wants it. And I think he's still pissed off about Brazil from last year. And uh, I could see that coming up at some point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Verstappen, I've got 5-5, five, five, Drama, negative 3. I had him at negative 4. I dropped him to negative 3. And then Perez, I've got 5-4, which I had him at a 3 in Racecraft. I bumped him up to a 4. I agree with everything you said. And Drama, I've got him at a negative 3. Both of them, I've got at negative 3. And I think it's pretty clear why. If you watch the races, um, there's definitely some underlying tension and things going on there. And they both have that instinct of wanting to win max thinks mm. he deserves it and perez thinks that he can do it yeah. between the two of those like <laughs> it's the only reason i dropped max down to negative three was from me going back and re-listening to the saudi uh team radios more in depth and the fact that he was doing exactly what the team asked him to do and staying on that 133 dead and he kept hitting it like he was not other than blipping the lap, you know, the fastest lap time <laughs> on the very last lap, which I don't blame him at all. There's not a single right. person. If you have the car to do it, wouldn't try it. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. don't blame him one bit. Um, but he was listening to the team radio and then team dynamic five. So oh, that sure. puts Red Bull at 18 total points and in first place for me. Oh, I have them at 17 total points, but they are in first place. Um, yeah, I mean, so kind of in summary, that's the whole lot. So most overall, the best is Red Bull. Yeah. Um, the most drama overall is Alpine for me, which I don't think anyone's going to argue with. I have Alpine as well. Yep. The least overall, and this is the one that I think is kind of interesting. My total points least overall is Alpine and largely because of the drama. And I don't think that's a fair representation of where they will end this season. I think they've got a pretty good car, but it definitely brings into account that there's a lot happening. Right. So, but again, this is raking the, the driver pairings. So yeah, yeah, I have them also as least overall. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's an interesting decision to have those two with so much beef together. I don't know if they think that Otmar with his calm, cool, collected, laid back style is going to help with that. I'm sure he's like sending them both to therapy. Yeah. Um, Got incense lit in the office. He probably would dude. It would not surprise me. <laughs> There's no seats, just to- or pillows on the floor. <laughs> like, you have to take your shoes off at the door. Yeah. Sit down guys. Um, but yeah, should be really interesting. Definitely a few changes in there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, looking back at the end of the season, I'd like to look back at these, but I think that, you know, probably going to be pretty similar to this right here. You know, we're only three races in, so it is a long season. There's yep. 20 more races, but I think that we're starting to kind of see where everything shakes out. Um, It is going to be interesting, though, now that we've got McLaren with some big upgrades coming. You've got Mercedes with some big upgrades coming. Um. So we'll see what I'm curious to see there. what Mercedes big upgrades are, because in in Australia, they brought some upgrades to the W14, which that tells me that they're not changing the car completely. Like, other, why would you be bringing upgrades if you plan on scrapping the whole idea? Like McLaren hasn't brought any upgrades. And that's because they're putting everything into the new package. So I'm really curious to keep talking about you know, bringing big, big changes to the car, but I, I'm curious to see what that that's going to look like. Yeah. It'll be exciting. There's a lot of debate. If it's, if the side pods are going to come, uh, like, are they getting rid of their side pod design or that's good? Is it going to be something different? I don't know. I don't it's, know. it's weird to think that the side pods have that much in these cars where it's so much more about the floor. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think that the side pods have that big, of an effect, but I mean, you're also, you're not, you're not Haas looking for a full second, a lap of speed. You're looking for tenths of a second, right? Which change, you know, then, okay. Yeah. If I think about it that way, like changing side pods might add two tenths of a second or something like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. All right. Well, coming up, we have Azerbaijan coming up on April 30th. So we are 12 days. days, yeah, 12, 13 days away. Yep, 13 days from that. After that, we go here to the U.S., so we're going to be in Miami, which have you seen pictures of the track from last week? 
No, I haven't. Oh, uh, so there's huge storms down there. Um, so the entire track was flooded. There's pictures of workers walking around. This guy was wearing waders and uh just walking all you, there was just water everywhere all the way up to the grandstands and everything so i'm sure they were just riding alligators around you could definitely ride alligators there was probably alligators in the track at that point um but it, so i grew up in south florida and that was a huge thing whenever there were <laughs> storms and there was flooding like that the alligators were just everywhere because now you know they're not just staying in their ponds or their canals so well, they are the pond and canal just came to you though exactly yeah i remember riding bikes through all that stuff and uh, a cop stopped us one time because there was such deep water and he was yelling at us because talking about alligators and stuff i thought it's hilarious when we were first together doing hikes and whatnot like most people would go hop in the lakes and all the florida boys would stand on the side and eye in the water <laughs> they really think had to think about it before they'd get in the water yep you don't do that that's how you die there's dinosaurs in that there water. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Logan Sargent. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So that was awesome. Um, it was interesting. It was cool to see the changes so far. Uh, let's see. We've got those two races coming up. Other than that, not much Formula One news. Hopefully, something will happen here in the next few days. But otherwise, we'll be back next week for a uh, pre prediction pod, a pre race prediction pod. Um, and that's kind of it on there. You got anything else today, Dylan? That's about it. If you uh, want to reach out to us directly, info at formulaamerica.us. Um, that's about all I got. Cool. Well, once again, please go ahead and leave us a rating. Shoot us a review if you got to check a second. And make sure you share this with any of your Formula One loving friends. And on that note, stay classy, America. <laughs> See you next time.